Hey, as we talked about in the last episode, everyone is adding to or detracting from their communities that they're a part of. So the question we're continuing to unpack in this episode is how do we intentionally add value to the communities that we're a part of since it is inevitable that we're having some kind of impact on the people in those communities. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Above Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Approach Church Podcast. We have a bunch of sounds we're hoping to use today. <laughs> we hope the opportunity arises. Yes. A bunch of preloaded sounds on this soundboard. Mm-hmm. So continuing from the last conversation, if you didn't already watch it, listen to it. Go back and listen to it. It's all about cultivating community, a little three-part series Tanner put together. I love it. We talked about cultivating community last week uh, through content, and now we're talking about cultivating community through... Oh, last week was connection. My bad. Connection, yeah. Mm connection but we were talking about content we were talking about content and we're going to continue talking about content today we're talking about cultivating community through communication what does that mean what does that look like um there are a bunch of ways that this is gonna be you know fleshed out in in Mm -hmm. real life experience uh words matter and how we use our words matters um i was telling salem today not to call people fat (laughs) no one in particular as he's learning that his words matter and in in the context of community look if 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 God has given your your words, your mouth, the mm. ability to encourage or discourage, right, to give courage or to rob someone of courage, um, then then I would say we should we should take our tongue very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to myself. So, what does it mean to cultivate community through communication? Because mm. Very general idea. Yeah, it is. Super general. You know, mm-hmm. you can talk about communicating our values as a church or communicating our purpose as an organization or communicating our mission and goals as a family. You know, those mm-hmm. are, those are different like sub communities that you're going to be a part of, you know, sub context. So when it comes to any community that we're a part of, how do we intentionally cultivate a positive community and, you know, align with the cultural values of that community mm. by using communication, which yeah. does involve the words and um, what we're communicating on a daily basis with our life. Communication comes through the, the life as much as it does come through the lips. Yeah. How you live um, and what you say and how you talk, all those things play a role. So what comes to mind for you, big fellow? I think what comes to mind first is Stop you need it. to get some help. <laughs> I told you. you That's just, the first you sound. <laughs> before you well, say anything, before stop anything, it. get some help. <laughs> we're excited this to is, share these with yeah, you. Yeah, uh, we're here to have fun. We want to deliver value. Yeah, <laughs> deliver valuable content while also cracking up at the dumbest stuff. So, so excited to use the um, next one. But <laughs> I think I think it's important to to practice what you preach. And by that, I mean, um, make what you stand for as practical as possible for the communities that you're, you're leading. Um, so if it's in parenting, if it's in, you know, a Bible study discipleship group, um, you know, if it's online creation, I think that's, 
that's one of the practical ways that we can start cultivating that community through communication is by um, preaching what you stand on, stand firm on your values and things like that. But, but not only like say it, but actually do it. Um, and I reinforce it with your life. I think a lot of actually what we're going to be talking about today is that communication is, is followed by action. Um, it's not just the actual like wording and the actual like action of saying things. It's actually the, the action of doing what you say. Um, and I think that that's honestly, it's one of the coolest things when you're a part of a community that says that they stand on something and you actually see it lived out because, Mm -hmm. I know that I've been in communities where they say that they, you know, do something or I've been under somebody that says that they, you know, abide by something, but then they don't. And it's like, well, you kind of said that you stand by that, but I don't see it in, in how you, you know, you serve and how you, you know, structure your, your worship services. Like, I don't know what it is like, just, just how you live it out. You know, I just, I just don't see it. Right. So I just think it's important to, to see generalized, like over this conversation, we'll be talking a lot of action stuff. Um, but I think it's because that communication needs to be followed by that. So mm-hmm. we're not just talking to you leaders. We're talking to you believers in your communities. You know, it's to follow through on what you say. It's to complement the community and the culture there with the way that you're speaking. And, and, you know, to break it down in a very practical way, uh, as as parents, if you're, you know, and you have a family, let's just say you have two kids, you have a wife, um, it's to continue to establish the values and the culture of your family that you're trying to build up, um, uh, continually reinforcing that with uh, a way of life that's consistent with, mm-hmm. with those values. And instead of just telling your kids one thing and then showing them something else, you know, um, it's yeah. it's addressing the small um, those micro issues that can be a big problem in any kind of given culture. If if sarcasm is a has a continual place in a family or a household, mm. and there's this unwritten rule of we sarcastically abuse each other and we just mm. write it off as jokes, um, mm. that can be destructive over time and it needs to be dealt with. Right? Yeah. If there's this underlying culture of uh, we take what we need when we need it and don't ask, mm. and if someone's offended that's fine, but at least I get what I need. If, if that's the underlying culture yeah. and yet you're preaching, guys, family, uh, community, organization, mm-hmm. we don't take, we give. You know, it, there, there has to be that reinforcement of, uh, of the values with the actual walking out because th- there, yeah. there en- ends up being, like you said, in church, just to use the church as a, an example, there ends yeah. up being this public image persona that we're trying to give off. And that's what we focus on in the spotlight, making sure everything's good on paper. And when the headlines hit, people know, people think a certain way about us. But in mm-hmm. private, the substance, the actual, the reality of our community is that mm-hmm. it looks nothing like mm-hmm. what we're really trying to work hard to project. Yeah. Um, looks nothing like that. So, you know, what it means to cultivate community specifically through communication is to use your words to reinforce the kind of culture and community you're wanting to see develop. Yeah. Uh, in encouraging, building up, strengthening, um, using your words to to bring people into purpose, to remind them of truth, to edify. Mm-hmm. Uh, using your 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 words and your communication, which by the way, just communication doesn't just come through the mouth. But I'm focusing on that. That mm. your words can can really drive cultural values into the hearts of people and say, here's our mission, here's our purpose, here's yeah. what we do. And that is not good on its own, 
but alongside doing that, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. So you got to have both. And, yeah. you know, then comes the part about content and communicating with the, the other forms of communication, the mm-hmm. unwritten areas of, of, of emails and texts and memes yeah. and um, social media and all the things we tolerate as a culture, the unwritten, unspoken ways of communicating mm-hmm. uh, become a huge factor in what it means to communicate. Anything yeah. else come to mind before we jump into the next question? Yeah, I like what you said, um, that communication is more than just words that we say. Um, it's It's how we, you know... We develop uh, in this community setting. It's it's how we develop and and honestly, like we we cultivate this community um, in the in the ways that we follow through, the words we say, the the branding, the the you know the content that we push out, whatever it is. It's more than just like words from your pastor, words from your you know your uh, discipleship uh, discipleship group leader, you know things like that. So. Um, you almost said a bad word. I almost. I, <laughs> you almost said. You know what? Hold on. Oh Lord. <laughs> that seemed like the most appropriate sound to that use was, for a slip that up was like good, that. That was good. Uh, oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> We're two for two, boys. Whoever it is. Oh man, I'm not going to recover after that, <laughs> after that one. <laughs> Whew. Almost a very different idea. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> it's important. Where was I at? I <laughs> asked LeBron. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be a good episode. Um, overall, just uh, evaluate the communication that's not only that you're that you're giving off, but what's also being communicated to you <laughs> You're trying not I, to laugh. no i'm i'm done evaluate the community i'll tell you this there should be a i just thought of this and i didn't get this from any book i just i think i made it up or god just gave it to me there should almost be a communication strategy to intentionally develop a certain kind of culture in a community hmm. if you asked me to repeat that i couldn't um mm. but rewind i whoop, if there should be a kind of communication strategy mm. to um, encourage and cultivate a certain kind of atmosphere and culture in sure. a community. Sure. Meaning, I think leadership should have conversations with the people they're leading, the people that are serving, the people a part of that, or employees, whoever it is, you know, in organizations, in, in, in churches, in, in businesses, and in, in whatever it is, okay? We should have conversations about, hey, in what way are we going to intentionally daily mm-hmm. communicate not mm-hmm. just our values, not just our mission, not just our goals, not just our purpose, but you know, all the other things that surround that mm-hmm. to both if there's clients and it's a business to our clients and our employees. Yeah. If it's a church, then to the people we're leading and serving and the people part of that local yeah. church. Mm-hmm. Because I think what happens is certain things are highlighted only to leadership. So if mm. I'm in a church, I'm a pastor and I got, you know, say I'm big enough to have, um, uh, a, what is it? A, not a co-pastor. <laughs> is it a co-pastor? Executive pastor. Okay. Look, we'll go with this. Yeah, I Let's say I have an executive pastor, a worship pastor, a secretary, you know, and I got like a children's ministry leader and a high mm. school youth pastor. Yeah. What happens is the, the leadership, usually the pastor who's who's kind of heading the charge in some capacity, will only communicate 
specifically important things to the leadership that they're trusting will be passed on to the other people. Hmm. And they don't personally communicate that to the, to the people on the other side of their leadership, you know, being in the church, the congregation, those who are uh, volunteers, you know? Um, And so what happens is things get lost in translation because the leadership is not trained or intentionally told to re-communicate those values, that purpose, that mission, your mm. goals to the people. It stops at the leadership like yeah. a reservoir and mm. it doesn't flow into the people. Mm. There's no strategy on with announcements, with worship, yeah. with uh, the time of offering, with um, our bulletin, with our website. Mm-hmm. All these different f- facets of our ministry should be consistently communicating what we value most. Mm-hmm. And things get lost in translation when you don't have that conversation yeah. with the leadership. So that just came to me um, because I think there are people who are in churches right now where you don't know the values of your church or on your on their website, it's very different mm. than what you've been seeing for three years. Yeah. Or on their website, their mission, their goals seem very inconsistent mm-hmm. with where the money's actually going yeah. and where they dedicate their time. Yeah. Or and even so their, their, their disconnect. De- their declaration of uh, beliefs as well. You can sometimes see those yeah, on, on church websites and it might be different than what you see on Sundays. You know, That's yeah. also something that, I mean, that's probably the most concerning thing, at least in my mind. And what's happening there is someone made a decision to say, hey, we're more concerned about what our website says about us than our actual service, than our actual community. Um, And I forget, I was having a conversation with someone the other day who's looking for a church in their area. And I said, they said, do you recommend any? I said, I don't know that area. I don't know the churches. What I could do is find a church that looks fantastic on paper. Mm. But the problem is I can't guarantee they'll actually live that out Mm. because that's just the appearance they're trying to project. And I don't know if that's the substance of their community. So, you know, we should do our best. As whatever, as part of whatever communities God has commissioned us to play a role in, mm. we should do our best to think about the values, the mission, the purpose, the goals, and the way that I can serve people through my words. Yeah, your words can be service to people, but we're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're very loose and very um, thought careless with our mm-hmm. words, and we just talk to talk, we talk to gossip, and we don't know what that's stirring in the pot called our mm. community. Mm. Your one conversation with Sally about Susie dropping the ball in ministry and messing mm. up an event could end up trickling through the rest of the church and mm. causing mayhem. So yeah. we need to be thoughtful about not just how my words are affecting you directly, but how it's affecting the overall atmosphere that mm. I'm supposed to be strategically yeah. playing a role in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, li- I like that we're talking about this after we talked about, um, you know, connection, because I think, uh, they intermingle very well with one another. I really think that um, communication follows through um, with connection. And I think the reason why is because when we communicate well, that's where connection can be strongest because when people see that you're living out your communication, it's easier for them to connect to you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're creating content in the home, like for for your kids, like if you're living by your word and what you say, the standards that you set, they are going to trust in you more, right? Um, for you as an on- online, you know, content creator, there's probably things that you say that you you attempt to live up to, and when people see you actually like live it out, it's encouraging for them because they're like, oh, it's not just one of those, 
guys that's just here to get a bunch of, you know, subscribers. And like, I am actually intentional to, you know, Mm -hmm. invest in you and, and see you grow. So there's just, it's, it's encouraging as a, a lay person that is walking into a community and they see the encouraging word itself, but then they also see it being lived out and and through you and your leadership. So yeah, that's part of the answer to to the next question. You kind of answered it already. Cool. How can we help lead our communities towards unity and minimize potential for, for division down the road (laughs) for division down the road. That was my (laughs) fault. I added another four. That's me because it's not just about, um, using the my, my communication with people or using my communication from the pulpit or using my communication mm-hmm. in business meetings. It's not just about using my communication to promote a kind of culture, but to minimize, mm-hmm. to intentionally guard against an anti-culture. Uh. Whatever it is that we don't want to be, my my words and everything that that goes into communication, I should be thinking about how do we, as best as we can, make sure that what we're doing, our communication strategy, mm-hmm. is actually guarding against the kind of culture that's opposite to what we're trying to foster? Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, I guess some ways is this is what I do when I preach, and maybe we can implement this in our communi- our communities. Is I I don't just think through what I'm going to say; mm. I think through what someone else might what rebuttal they would have against what I say. Hmm. So if I say Jesus is God in the flesh, I'm thinking through every, as much as I can, all the different disagreements someone might bring up. Well, it doesn't say only be God in the Greek. So I anticipate the pushback. I anticipate uh, the the argumentation. The negative response. And I prepare for that in my message so that I'm guarding against any extremes. For instance, if I say, you know, we're saved by grace through faith alone, I know that one group of people will say that doesn't mean we can abuse grace, right? So mm-hmm. I so I already state that in my next sentence. Yeah. That doesn't mean so yeah. I'm guarding against it's the kind of thing we do in culture and community is mm-hmm. we're we're anticipating any possible um, foothold the enemy might try and find yeah. Yeah. to begin sowing division, to begin mm. sowing discord and discouragement and frustrating relationships, mm. you know, and creating bitterness in people and unforgiveness. Yeah. It's it's us doing our best to protect against that through the way that we communicate yeah. um, to people. What would you add to that? I actually have a question for you. Oh, Kind of on the spot, spontaneous question. Um, this is what we do on this podcast. We're spontaneous. It's cool. Um, we really are. Yeah, go for it. What's this one? I don't know. Just click it. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a good one. I really like that one a lot. Um, what? My my question is, what might the the danger be? Because you were talking about like these tough conversations that you have, and even in in your like community, um, what might be the danger when you're starting and you're you're beginning this community and you're cultivating again like. You're not doing this on your own. This is what we talked about uh, yeah. last episode. You're you're cultivating with the people that you're leading with. Um, but what might the danger be as you're laying the foundation of this community? Um, what might the danger be to not have those kinds of conversations and not communicate anything at all? Like what might be the danger of 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 that when you're laying down the f- the foundation? There's no direction and there's no expectations people can follow. Mm. Would be the the simple answer I would give is there's no direction. People don't know. They have a general sense of the mission, but as as 
as it pertains to the culture, they don't know what's okay, what's mm. acceptable, what they should correct, what they should tolerate, what they should, you know, all these different questions that come up. And then there's also this, um, what did I say? No direction and no expectations mm-hmm. uh, to, to actually align their, their labor and service with. Mm. So I would say that communicating cultural values, uh, communicating mission, communicating what we're about. We're about people. We're about serving. We're about loving. Driving that home all the time in a repetitious kind of way that doesn't brainwash, but just, yeah. you know, gets in the back of their mind as, as they think about their role. That's important to do. Otherwise, people aimlessly walk around discouraged, frustrated, um, and it might even develop a kind of bitterness toward the leadership for not setting the hmm. the direction and the tone of, yeah. of, of the community and stuff. So, and I even yeah. think like when you when you generalize communication to the point where it's just like it's so watered down that there's no specifics. I think that's also dangerous as well, um, because if you just kind of generalize things then people can wander off in these paths because everyone's going to have a different interpretation of what something means, right? Mm -hmm. So if my goal is to, you know, have this unified unit, a team uh, together, like we talked about last week, one of the most beautiful things that you can do, um, a part of like connection is being raw and authentic with one another, having hard conversations and building one another up that way because if i if i just if i don't know who you are if i don't know who my leader is even then right then i'm just kind of aimlessly you know Mm -hmm. serving if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because i have no idea what anybody else you know what their goals or their mission or their purpose is in this thing or even their role you know things like that i just kind of aimlessly serve or lead alongside these people without any sort of knowledge of who these people are, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's important to know who you're who you're leading with and know who's leading you. I think that's also very important. Cuz if I don't then then you know who is leading me? What why are they taking us in this certain direction? Why do they have these core values? You know, what are what are their beliefs? I think that's important to lay down and, and understand. Maybe not, you know, at the start right away immediately but make it intentional to take those steps to get to know that person so that, you know, along the way you have a strong bond going forward as you're leading. I hope that makes sense. It does. So, setting clear expectations for yourself and others you're leading, it's a part of healthy communication. Um, And the question we should ask is, how does setting clear expectations positively impact communities? Because we talked about, you know, what's the danger of not? Well, how does it positively? And you talked about Mm -hmm. getting to know the people who are leading you. Yeah. There's trust. There's relationship. Mm -hmm. There's direction. There's, okay, 
it, they're not just saying things they're not living out this is a person who's who's doing it i know what i've walked with them yeah. i see them in in private um and obviously you know on paper people would say it's very important for you to communicate your expectations for the people you're leading <laughs> but why why mm. and and you know initially i think of the fact that um People want to serve and be a part of something bigger than themselves, mm. but if they don't know what's expected of them, then like you said, like I said earlier, they're just kind of uh, throwing stuff at a wall, hoping it sticks and they don't get beat for it. Mm. You know what I mean? They're like, did you like that, Pastor? No, I didn't. I hated that. Fix it. Well, what am I, what am I fixing? Mm. Just fix it. Make it better. You know, mm. there's, there has to be clear communication for people to... Mm know their role and their purpose and and play whatever part God has called them to and to use their gifts. It sets the direction for how this culture, this community is to operate under God, you know, mm. according to scripture yeah. or this, this business or organization or this household, right? Or this school, yeah. there should be clear expectations communicated. And part of the way, I guess we'll get to this um, when we get to the second question, but content plays a role yeah, in, in, in establishing mm-hmm. and communicating clear expectations for the culture. Yeah. Do you want to just jump to that one? Yeah, let's okay. just do that. I you think like it, that I, well, I think it just it meshes together, so we'll probably cover both. But um, yeah, I think when we are communicating these expectations, it's not uh, just exclusively to the leadership. It's also to the people that you're serving as well. So mm-hmm. like if I'm a part of a church community and I am um, a part of uh, the congregation, like I should know the values and the mission of my church. That's something that we kind of covered earlier. So I think content and the way that it plays a role um, in establishing, <laughs> I'm just reading the question again, clear expectations for our culture. Um, I am completely missing this <laughs> it's clobbering time crush it you got this <sighs> we're gonna have to cut this what did he say <laughs> did that give you enough time to did that no, stall no so the question is how does our content play a role in establishing clear expectations for our culture let's just think a household um mm-hmm. there's a culture being established and the content, the medium by which we uh, allow our children to be influenced or the medium by which we choose to influence our children, such as uh, music, video mm. games, shows, um, who they're allowed to text, if they can have a phone, you know, all these ways of enjoying mm. content. Or think about the content that you're creating through uh, parenthood. Let's say you, you're homeschooling your kids and the curriculum you choose and what you're teaching your children through that content, whether it's written content or, or digital content, the apps you allow them to play. Yeah. All of this is content you either allow, you create, mm. or you're digesting yourself. Mm. So, you know, when it comes to establishing a culture, and I tell my son and my daughter, we love mommy. We love mommy. But mm. every day we're watching shows where the mom gets beat up mm. by, you know, the and it's funny and it's laughing. Ha ah, ha and the kids take advantage and then then there's getting mixed messages yeah. right so we should make sure that the content we're putting out the shorts we're putting out you know if you're a mom and you're an influencer and you have Instagram and or you just have Facebook and you're not an influencer but you're a wannabe and all the photos you're posting lately 
sending mixed messages to mm. your kids when they go, Mommy, um, what, why did you pose like that or wearing that or around that when, when you tell us that when we grow up, you know? So the content you put out there, you tolerate. You're mm. digesting when your kids walk in and go, why are you watching scary movies? If you told us that, mm. you know, they can have a, a spiritual effect on us and, and hurt our, our hearts and minds. Yeah. Mommy, why aren't you practicing what you preach? Our content can very much play a role in establishing mm. uh, the, the expectations for the culture we have, uh, you know. So, um, I don't know. Did that help? Yes. Okay, no, that helps ahead. a lot. Yeah. I just stalled for you. Yeah, no, I, I think it helps us um, when when we're communicating um, our content, you know, to the audience that we are delivering it to, or um, I, I guess it just, it allows for us to, to set clear expectations. Um, and so when we're, gosh, dang it, dude, I am, I'm losing it. I can't do this. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. I need help. Thanks, Michael. You know what? I needed that. Every morning I wake up, my alarm sound is going to be stop it. Get some help. I don't want to. I don't want to mindlessly, that. aimlessly say something. That's so why. So l- let me stopping. say this: uh, your job, your church has expectations. Ashley Furniture. Yeah. Now people know where you work, so they can yeah. harass you. They uh, they have expectations of you. Be right. punctual. Wear this. Right. When you deal with furniture, be very careful. Yeah. When you drive the truck. There's guidelines. Okay. That they sh- there shouldn't just be a this is expected. Yeah, there should be a let us remind you what's expected so you don't forget, or let us clearly tell you what is expected mm. so there's no questions. If there are questions in the mind of the people you're leaving, leading, or the community you're a part of, and you're like, is this a can I have coffee in the sanctuary? You know, mm-hmm. expectations like that. Can I wear a hat when I mm-hmm. preach? Like I don't, yeah. I don't really know. You know, those questions arise. Mm. And it's on the culture, the the, the leadership, oh. rather, to clearly lay out through how they do things and what they're saying mm. to to make it clear it what's okay and what's not, what's yeah. expected. You know, yeah. I don't think I need to tell you like wear pants to a church service mm. and don't come butt naked. Yeah, that's that's obvious. But things like you know, that aren't as clear should be clarified and repeated Yeah. so that the people you're leading. And then what I'm saying is that establishment of expectations, Yeah. the content we have is a part of that. So, you know, typically like, let's just take first Baptist. They used to have announcements with expectations for the worship service. Mm-hmm. Like, please silence your phone. Mm-hmm. So in, in that sense, their content, the, the media yeah. became yeah. a way or through the sermon, right? There were expectations yeah. of what, what it meant to function as a husband in that congregation yeah. Yeah. Um, or to be a part of the ministry, yeah. uh, church, you know. So, yeah, I you get know, it. content. I get it now. Yeah, I, to answer the question, uh, I think I don't think anything should be accidental or a surprise, um, you know, through our through our content. Yes, there will be things that uh, suddenly come up or pop up that you're like, okay, like maybe we didn't brush on this, but from then, you know, on forward, you know, there might be new expectations that pop up, but it is important for us to clarify those things as we move along. And again, as a church, you know, example in our leadership and to our congregation, usually those are things that you pray and discern about in, uh, in your leadership before you deliver it to the congregation. Mm -hmm. Um, because you'll have people that respond in the congregation, your audience, right. That are receiving the content that you're putting out that they're like, Hey, you know, this is kind of a gray area. What are your thoughts on this? Mm -hmm. And again, you know, that's a part of the communication aspect that's important because, 
you know, your audience will have questions and it's like, we should have answers, but we're also not expected to know all of them. And that's when you go to your leadership or your team, your unit, um, and you, and you discover those things and talk about it. And I think it's a really healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, let's just go to the next question. Cause maybe this will clarify too. Yeah. How can our content play a role in establishing healthy communication in a community? Hmm. So instead of, um, uh, passive aggressively addressing your beef with Nancy in uh-huh. an announcement. So the whole church sees it and only Nancy gets the message, but it's the way you relay it to her. Mm. Maybe there should be time for one-on-one conversation. Yeah. You know, um, but there's a way in which let's say I'm a pastor mm-hmm. and I know that in my church, there's a lot of dealing with mm. drugs so, based on that information, the expectations for being a godly man or woman is to not be overtaken by drugs and be high all the time. So, mm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the, the content medium called my sermon yeah. or the content medium called, you know, our Bible studies on our website. And I'm going to address that clear expectation yeah. God has for us and our community has that um, we desire you to not, um, you know, participate in. In, in serving in ministry super mega high out of your mind, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so maybe I would use that, or maybe I used to do this for the kids. I'll, I'll make, I, used, I still make TikToks, but <laughs> in the beginning I would use the TikTok videos I was making mm. to address specific issues I knew were happening in yeah. the youth group yeah. in a general sense that laid out expectations. As mm. godly men and women, we don't treat each other like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So in that sense, content became a, a part of uh, establishing healthy community mm. or at least clarifying expectations, yeah. you know, such as... I don't know that you always have like the trainings and like a job, Ashley furniture. Here's our, here's our, I know I just gave you PTSD, but <laughs> you have the, the, the videos you watch and yeah. the, you know, uh, HR and all that with policy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're, what you're getting is the company's expectations yeah. for you to function as mm-hmm. an employee. They're mm-hmm. using content to deliver that. Yeah. And, uh, also like it, it should be a part of like, the signage along yeah, all throughout mm-hmm. the, the, the building, mm-hmm. you know, we encourage instead of like, you suck, you know, and it's like, <laughs> encourage each other. Yeah. But your poster on your, on your, in your office, every time I come in says I suck. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you want to say? About yeah, that? no, it's in like the two things that I got out of that was like one, it's really important to know your audience, uh, know the people that you're, um, having the, like the, who's a part of your community, you know, your audience is a part of that community. They're not, you know, it's not just like this, one-sided I'm just going to give you content and that's it like just (laughs) it's a fluid motion of you know I give you the content but then I also receive the feedback you know from that Um, and then also you know number two like our what we stand on uh, should should be very uh, a visual thing and something that I can almost like tangibly see almost like a part of branding and I hate to use that, but it does make sense in the, in terms of like, you know, when you look at churches, usually what they stand on or their, their mission, uh, their values, you know, things like that. They actually like put on walls and, you know, banners or whatever and things like that. So people, when they walk in, like what they'll say a lot of the time in in like, it's like overselling. Yeah. But I, I, but I think there's a healthy way to do that where, when I'm new to a community, I should be able to know what they're about. 
Right. Yeah. Like I should, you know, maybe not like everything's like thrown at my face and it's, you know, overwhelming, but there should be a sense when I walk and I'm brand new, a part of this culture, I should be able to see, you know, kind of what they're about. What do we value? Yeah. And it may not be like a physical thing, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be banners or, you know, things like that, but you know, those can add value to some sort of sense when people walk in and they see, you know, welcome home or things like that. I mean, it's just, it's an environment that you're establishing in the community. And I think, you know, that does help in in certain senses, but one, again, you know, you, you just, you need to know, uh, the branding, but then you, uh, what was the other one I said? I don't know. I'm missing it. But anyways, those are the two things that I think, you know, I got out of that that are really important. I know your audience. That's what I was saying. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to make a joke and I'm refraining. <laughs> See, that's me establishing a healthy culture for this podcast. <laughs> the last question is, is there such a thing as over communication and yeah. establishing community and culture? Yeah. When it's awkward and yeah. forced and weird in your house where, you know, every hour on the dot, you know, you're saying, um, we, to your kids, you know, some, I don't know, something that's like over the top where they're like, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. Yeah. You know, the, you know, there's, there's a way to, uh, not overdo it in mm-hmm. establishing community and showing what's valued. I, I think if it's forced, if it's something you have to manipulate and like, um, almost, work hard to to portray to people uh-huh. like I really want them to see this yeah. and it might be a, not as natural as you're wanting it to be mm-hmm. so just be careful about how you over communicate um, yeah. certain expectations or or, or culture and that's going to be relative to each situation but think about it parents mm-hmm. think about it business owners think about it church leaders and and those of you that are just go, listening to this going I'm just part of local church I know leadership or, but you are there to establish and and you know um, help cultivate a godly environment and community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way that you do that is by, you know, using whatever degree of authority God's given you to speak into that yeah. and to use, let's say you have Bible study at your house and you're just getting involved in the church and you're like, I want to host a Bible study in my house every Thursday. What people come in and see on your walls and what people see playing on your TV and what people, what you're showing them on TikTok and the, the memes you're sending them in the text thread, that is all subconsciously affecting mm-hmm. what they believe is the intended culture, what's mm-hmm. tolerated, what's yeah. allowed. Yeah. So, you know, be careful about, because I've seen churches where it's awkward. It's like everything is welcome home, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then people with short-term memory loss walk in and go, <laughs> I live here? <laughs> I, I, can almost, I can almost swear I left my actual home to come here. I, I can't believe I forgot I live here. Yeah. You know, so there yeah. has to be a healthy yeah. degree of stating, not overstating, yeah. but stating and establishing maybe daily, maybe weekly, maybe mm-hmm. just in every other meeting. This is what we're about. This is who we are. But don't stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, kids need to see the not a disconnect between their parents saying and walking. Employees need to see not a disconnect mm-hmm. between what their boss or what you as a supervisor are saying and doing. Yeah. Uh, church leaders, it's on us to represent very yeah. well what we're saying and asking. Yeah, I think when you when you start to over brand, over communicate your values, it starts to lose its power kind of to the community, just kind of becomes like a oh yeah that's a thing i guess the boy who cries wolf yeah 
like it just it it loses its meaning i think and that's where you can start to to lose people on that um when it's just a natural thing that happens in your communication i think that's the healthy part of it rather than it's it's everything to us right um and i and i think there is again there's that fine line and it's hard you know to find sometimes where it's like oh now we're going to make you know t-shirts and wristbands and you know all this different stuff and there's a certain point to that, you know, like it can, it could be a conversation starter on the outside and things like that. But, you know, I don't want to get too far into that, but there is a point where you can lose power in what you're saying because it's so repetitive to the point where you just lose people. Um, and I think it's, again, I, I think the answer is yes to that question. There is such a thing as, as over communication now, not, not meaning like to your core values and things like that, you know, in your leadership, I think those are, you know, healthy things that could be repeated, but slogans and, you know, all that different stuff, like that can be a little overwhelming to someone maybe who's new, right. Who's walking in like, is this a cult? Like what am I, you know, what am I a part of here? Um, I think, you know, when you're just creating a natural environment, and you let things flow the way that, like, just not forcing things in order to gain something out of it. I mm-hmm. think that's where it kind of goes wrong because I think this is, it happens a lot in churches where they will overbrand and over, uh, just they make that their focus in order to please people or to make them like almost force them to feel comfortable. But then it, it doesn't make them feel comfortable because it's unnatural, right? Like if I'm a non-believer I can feel and, that. Yeah. I, like if I'm a non-believer and I'm walking to a church and it's just, everything's just loud, right? Like every In bit your face, of, colorful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's love, where love, you love, throw love, people. Love. Yeah. I think that's where you throw people off because it's unnatural. So let things be natural. Let your communication be natural let your communication to your leaders be natural too. You know, it should, it should be, uh, things that are repetitive, but it shouldn't be forced to the point again, where it's losing power. So, and I think you can recognize when it's forced by asking, am I only stating the expectations or these values to manipulate people into doing what I want? Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes, then maybe it's an unnatural overstated thing and you need to back up and think about mm-hmm. how you are developing a, a more of a natural culture with values yeah. where people go, yeah, that's that's obviously something they value here. And, sure. And, but if you're only reminding people to manipulate short-term results and go, I just want to get them to do what I want, mm. then that that's usually an indication yeah. that it's unhealthy, it's unnatural. So, you know, for the people who are, uh, in church communities all over the world, and you're going, what's my role in this? What, what do I do? Mm. Think about whatever it is your life is communicating. Think about how you communicate. Think about the content you, you're tolerating and sharing and, mm. and even creating and, and what that communicates mm. to people in your in immediate sphere of influence and at church. You know, Think about the role that you play in that. Any final thoughts? Uh... I did have something and it's it's long gone now. Oh lord. <laughs>
Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Reproach Church podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to abovereproachministry.com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card, you can give through PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. Or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources. Our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.